Welcome to Talking Health Tech. My name is Peter Birch, and this is a podcast of conversations with key players and influencers to promote innovation and collaboration for better healthcare enabled by technology. With me today is the team from 1MD and Latitude IT. 1MD is a specialist recruitment agency with extensive experience across both permanent and contract recruitment in the medical device, pharmaceutical and allied health sectors. 1MD is a partner company of Latitude IT, a specialist staffing agency focused on IT and the digital technology space, providing talent search and recruitment services for business across ICT, business transformation, digital and product domain sectors. Hey guys, how are you going? Good, yourself? Good, thanks, Peter. That is so many voices. It's nice to have multiple people speaking at once on this episode. It's a little bit different, this one. We've got a COVID-safe room, many people, and uh, many microphones, and we've got two companies. So this is going to be interesting to understand, you know, what we're doing and why you guys are here. I might, rather than giving an intro for each of you, I'll let you all introduce yourselves and talk about why we're here. Kim, I'll go to you first. Yeah, thank you ever so much for having us in today, Peter. We appreciate it. Um, look, as a brief introduction, uh, my name is Kim Jones. I'm co-founder and director of 1MD. Uh, as you alluded to in your introduction, we're a, a dedicated medical device recruitment business and we do work across other commercial health sectors. My background prior to setting up 1MD was to spend, or I spent many years in the medical device industry within various different organizations, tier one med tech organizations uh, across various different specialties, both here in Australia and also the UK, but primarily in sales. Worked for many years in orthopedics, robotics, general surgery, and, and other sort of allied specialties prior to setting up 1MD. And we'll go around to each of you. So Paul, what about yourself? Yeah, so again, thanks, Peter, for having us. Very similar background to Kim. Started my healthcare journey back in sunny Yorkshire in uh, working for a company called Smith & Nephew in the wound care division before moving into the sales environment where I worked for Zimmer Biomet. And then moved to Australia about eight years ago to join Johnson & Johnson Medical, where I helped spearhead the launch of their new knee platform. So my expertise has been predominantly in orthopedics across a few different divisions. So I was in sales, and then I was in sales management and then marketing management as well. Cool. And so 1MD, Kim, what's just give us a bit of background about 1MD and how that all came to be. Yeah, good question. So one of the things I actually sort of omitted from my introduction was that about 13 years back, I was a medical device recruiter back in the UK. That was my entry into medical devices. A big client of mine at the time worked Johnson & Johnson. A sales role came up and I actually put myself forward for that role and, and ended up recruiting myself into J&J. So that's where my career within medical devices started. My longer term aspiration from way back then was ultimately always to open up my own specialist recruitment function that was very much underpinned by expertise, proficiency, and an intimate knowledge of the healthcare space. And Paul and I actually met at J&J in the tea room. Obviously, both coming from the UK, you tend to gravitate to those that you know and that you can uh, connect with. And yeah, it was interesting, actually, at the time, my mum needed a hip replaced, and Paul gave me a list of surgeons back in Cheshire, where I'm from, that would be worthwhile my mum reaching out to. So that's where Paul and I first met one another, and um, we worked across different divisions throughout J&J. And I guess the idea for 1MD probably started about a year and a half ago. Again, in conjunction with uh, with James and Ali, who will be introduced in a moment's time, about setting up a dedicated specialist medical device recruitment business, as I say, that was really laser focused on delivering the best sales and commercial talent to healthcare organizations that were either looking to establish themselves here in the, in the Australian New Zealand market and scale or work with those that 
were already established. So after a number of wines and beers between myself and Paul, we hatched out this idea of establishing 1MD, as I say, really to focus on that space. Mm. And with our background, network and understanding of the market, we feel that our approach is differentiated in that it delivers a service which is, as I say, underpinned by that level of experience and expertise. Yeah, cool. And Paul, you've got 1MD executive as well. What's that all about? Yeah, so we've always had grand plans for 1MD and, you know, we've obviously spent the last 12 months building the business to a point where we were able to expand into other areas. You know, we've got plans to expand into areas like pharmaceuticals, but what happened in June is we were in a position where we could bring on another member of the team. And what that did is that freed me up to launch 1MD Executive. So in August, we launched a dedicated executive search function. Obviously, the market at the moment, there's not a great deal of movement at that level, but what it's allowed me to do is it's freed me up to do a lot of networking, a lot of market mapping, and I guess with our networks, our industry expertise, coupled with the opinions of the top executives in the industry, I think it really positions us to be kind of a thought leader in this market. And again, like Kim said, I think that's a big differentiator for us. And, you know, we held a meeting last week where we had 14 of the top MDs and CEOs from the Australian market, and we got together just to talk about the next 12 months, what are the biggest challenges that we're all going to face? And more to the point, what are the opportunities that are going to come out the back of that? And I think, you know, the expansion plans for 1MD, bringing new people on board, it's freed me up to be able to do that. All right, excellent. So I understand that one. And so I'll go to this side of the room now. So Alison, tell us a bit about yourself and Latitude IT. Nice to be here with you, Peter. So thanks for having us. Appreciate that. I'm the Aussie in the group, so I just want to make that very clear. I'm sitting amongst a, a cohort of very knowledgeable Brits. My background, I'm actually a radiographer by training. So I um, started many, many years ago. So I've had a couple of careers and many pivots throughout. Started off as a radiographer, moved into the med tech space, um, working in the radiology sector, and then had a little jaunt in a skin cancer startup for several years. And then the last 10 years in the IT and digital uh, recruitment space. A complete change. Started up Latitude IT with James Gildon sat next to me and we've been running for the last three years and growing rapidly and you know really moving into that sort of ASX 20 space in terms of our client base and placed a lot of people throughout that time, helped a lot of lives, changed careers and mm. so on. Yeah it's good hearing an Australian accent as well. Thanks. Oh good. <laughs> James tell us a little bit about yourself as well. Yep another pom in the group. <laughs> the G's. Again thanks Peter for having us. Uh, Ali mentioned I'm uh, the co-founder and director of Latitude IT. If I rack my brain back I think having conversations with Paul and Kim over a few glasses of wine and bottles to be honest. Look for me I, I do a lot of work in that kind of I guess innovation product work with a lot of kind of enterprise and startups and it's a kind of explore kind of what the VCs were doing and I think for me you know medical was very there was a lack of investment there wasn't very much happening in that space at that time and I guess it was probably two years ago we started to see that starting to ramp up so there was certainly a gap in the market and in my head it was like wow we could create something absolutely amazing here if you guys you know were to come together and partners together and really kind of offer a true medtech offering so again in my head it was if you think of a Venn diagram you've got the medical guys obviously 1MD and you've got Latitude which is the IT and you kind of overlap the two circles in my head I was like wow that could be so powerful so that's I guess where the idea stemmed from and, and I guess really trying to offer you know, our clients on the medical side and the med tech from a startup perspective, that opportunity to really target that med tech industry and market. 
Got it. Okay, so I get the reason for bringing everything together. So that's really interesting. Understanding the industry then. So over to Paul for a tip, maybe. Like looking at the med tech device industry, a lot's changed before COVID, even a lot's changed then. How's it been evolving over time from what you've seen? I think, as you allude to, the only constant in healthcare is change. It's constantly evolving, and healthcare companies, medical device companies, recruitment companies, you know, hospital sector, they have to be dynamic in the way of thinking, and they have to move with the times, because if they don't, then they're going to get left behind. I think that what COVID's done is expedited the change. It's rapid. The change has been really, really quick. There's been a quick transition, especially in that health tech space. You know, so I think the timing of this partnership couldn't be better. I wouldn't mind jumping in on that one, if you wouldn't mind, Peter. As Paul rightly alluded to, the only constant in healthcare is change. And we've seen some significant changes in the medical device space, probably more so over the last 10 years than we have over the last 50, with the introduction of new technologies like robotics, artificial intelligence, and navigation-based systems for you know spine and orthopedic-based procedures. But up until recently, the concept, I guess, of digital health and health tech, it's been in the background, but that perhaps hasn't been a catalyst for that change. And there's one thing that healthcare is, is, you know, in comparative to other spaces is that it is a highly complex environment. And I think healthcare, when compared to tech or other industries, it adopts, you know, new ways of doing things probably a lot slower than other spaces. So as much as we have seen rapid change in some respects with regards to procedures and how surgeons are offering solutions to patients, in many other areas in terms of how hospitals run and how efficient they are, it's perhaps been a lot slower. And again, I think COVID-19 has really provided a catalyst for a lot of that change, particularly around digital health and health tech, I guess. Yeah, yeah. To either of you, if I'm thinking as a medical sales rep or I'm, you know, as someone looking to make a career in that space and wanting to really stand out or even I've been in the space for a while and I need to adapt to be able to thrive in the area, what are some skills or capabilities or things I need to be aware of to stand out to these organizations that need to fill these competitive roles? It's a really good question, actually. And Paul mentioned the meeting that we held last week with some of the key medical device leaders across our market here in, in Australia. And, and this was a topic for discussion. You know, the medical device rep of today will look very different to the medical device rep of tomorrow. I think the idea of sophistication and reps becoming far more sophisticated, not only in their approach, but also the tools that they have at their disposal to allow them to become more efficient and sell more effectively in, let's be honest, a very complex and potentially even more competitive environment. Um, um, so I think those reps now that are perhaps, you know, used to getting into surgery, supporting their surgeons as they always have done, those days are probably numbered to a certain degree in the sense that hospitals are obviously trying to reduce their footfall and the amount of people they're letting into theatre. And for those that aren't familiar with that kind of space, you know, if you're selling software mm. to healthcare, you could do a lot of that remotely and that can be done with, you know, knowledge bases and people can train themselves up or, you know, have remote training. But a lot of the times with devices, you've got to physically be there to be able to support them, not just in the training side, but in the ongoing use of it as well. Very much so. And I think the layperson would probably be quite shocked, actually, as to how involved many medical device reps are in procedures and ensuring patients are getting a solid outcome. And, you know, I know that surgeons throughout my time in, in medical devices, you know, truly value the work that you do. So there are certain specialties like orthopedics, spine, you know, those highly complex areas that will be reluctant to not have representatives present because they do add so much value to the process and the overall outcome. Ultimately, there are other areas of medical devices you know, that we probably will see quicker change where, as I say, the rep perhaps isn't as involved. And, and it's about what reps can do to remain front and center of their customers and ever present, but at the same time, perhaps not have that burden when they're allowed in theater. 
Yeah, okay. And so, Alison, then thinking around that and those challenges and the transformation that's needed, where do you see this partnership, you know, between Latitude, IT and 1MD really coming in on its own and benefiting clients? Absolutely. We see a lot of organisations looking for people from our industry sector, which is technology and IT, and trying to actually target organisations or, you know, that C-suite that has the experience at enterprise level to come into an organisation like a, you know, a hospitals group or whatever and really innovate from the ground up with a different lens. So I just had a conversation yesterday with a very senior executive who's been targeted for healthcare to actually innovate the whole organisation end to end. And that's really exciting. And they're actually really quite excited to head into those types of roles because it's quite a brownfield for lack of better description to a greenfield opportunity really taking some of those learnings around automation and process and improvement is something that these individuals from our area be it major retailers or utilities or organizations like that being targeted now to go in and change a sector that's been very stable for many years so there's a lot of interest in that so in terms of us really coming together we can offer individuals from industry and those individuals can come in and we know that they've transformed they can deliver big programs of work they know what the latest tech is they know how to access technologies that enable data and the usage and insights for that to improve process and so on so we see there's a real sort of synergy with the technology individual stepping into this space and i think just to add to that peter i know that one of your previous podcasts I think it was Ian Burgess that talked about, you know, and again, another Venn diagram where you've got the convergence of healthcare and tech. And I think that what you've got is you've got healthcare companies that want to break into the digital health space and you've got tech startups who've got all the technology that want to break into the healthcare space. But at the moment, there's kind of this trade-off where no one wants to jump in first. And I think that what Alison alluded to is what we can do is we can really be an enabler and we can help bring those two cohorts of people together and really transition to get the best future for these medical device organizations. Yeah, no, cool. Uh, Give us an example of that, Kim. Like, are, Are there any companies that you can tell us about that you're working with at the moment? Yeah, yeah. So we've worked pretty extensively with a virtual reality business actually here in Australia called Ventari VR. I think the idea of virtual reality, I think, has perhaps over the last few years has been recognized as a powerful tool in many ways, but actually trying to understand how it can be utilized in order to add value. That's perhaps where there's been perhaps some disconnect. Ventari are essentially trying to really bridge that gap and solidify that message. So they're ultimately a virtual reality healthcare focused organization that was started by two clinicians, a surgeon and and an ER doctor. And the focus originally for them as a business was very much to develop a program that allowed preoperative planning for cardiothoracic and cardiac related procedures, but also to develop training programs for clinicians, whether it be nurses and or specialists. Since I think COVID has obviously brought to light some of the challenges around how medical device companies train their customers, but also their internal sales reps and sales teams. Vantari uh, as a business are now looking to explore opportunities within the commercial medical device world to actually understand and develop a program or programs for organizations that are looking to put together, as I say, training and development programs for either internal reps or their customers, given, given light to some of the challenges that COVID has obviously presented. And the work that we've been doing with them really is to try and help them understand you know, what the healthcare or commercial healthcare landscape looks like, but also to try and link them up with you know, potential organizations in that space that really have an appetite for innovation and technology and doing things differently. You only have to look to the states at what Johnson & Johnson are doing with their digital health and virtual health 
projects and it's significant. So virtual reality, as I say, I think is it's a technology of the future that can solve a lot of issues today if it's adopted in the right way. And um, as I say, it's an exciting business. And um, not only is the technology very impressive, they're great, great guys to work mm-hmm. alongside. And, yeah. um, you know, they're full of energy and they, they sort of started about a year before we did. So we're on this sort of journey together, uh, which is excellent. And as far as, you know, the future for that particular company is concerned, it's a very exciting one. No, excellent. Thank you. That helps put things in perspective. Just thinking more broadly then, James, as a company, you know, you guys are recruiting all the time. Everyone in this room is, you know, finding the right people for roles. But obviously this year we've had that challenge, not being able to physically meet with people and kind of assess them for roles. And and every company has faced that globally, but maybe not have the capability around recruitment on a day-to-day to do that effectively. How have you found that whole process of recruiting for a role and assessing someone without physically meeting them and doing it over Zoom or via a virtual thing? And is it effective and does it have a place in the future? Yeah, look, I think it does. I think as a recruiter, salesperson, you always want to meet that person. You know, I think you get a, you can read body language and you get a vibe in terms of what they're after. But again, with COVID and everything, you know, we've had to kind of obviously, you know, resort to VC and, and Zoom and so forth. But look, it, it hasn't impacted us immensely. I think just understanding them a bit more when you meet with them and their kind of journey and what they're looking for, you know, that's always good when you're kind of, I guess, face to face. Just going back to, I guess, Alison's point in terms of people and what they're looking for. I think the med tech and the health space, I honestly think it's going to boom in the next year to two years. You know, there's so many amazing people out there. And the one area and industry they want to be in is within med tech and health tech. You know, and these are some of the best people, some of the best product people, the best designers, the best engineers. That's what they want. But I think at the moment, we're just getting to a point where I listened to your podcast the other day with the VCs that you had on. And, you know, it was amazing. I can't remember which which VC company it was, but at at a time they didn't want to invest it wasn't in their interest to invest in in health tech but now it's kind of completely taken a u-turn and i think every vc company out there the major ones want to invest in in health tech and medtech so you know there's a lot more money getting shared around and that is a portfolio that is going to ramp up and you know you're starting to find these really good people that want to get into medtech so you know i think as people start raising and the, and the money's there and they have more of a kind of appetite to bring in these kind of heavy hitters i think we're in for a a pretty exciting ride. Peter, I just wanted to go back to the point you made around virtual interviewing and virtual meeting. And I think that one thing that was evidently clear from our leadership breakfast last week was that people really loved being in the same room. I think they've craved face-to-face interaction. I think you know a lot of people have been remote working for a long time, and I definitely think that remote working and Zoom calls will have a place. But I think the one thing's for clear with all the executives that I speak to is that I think face-to-face interaction is critical. I think building rapport with your your own teams as well as your know, people that you may be interviewing. And one thing that's been affected massively by Zoom calls is company culture. The biggest message I'm getting is that working from home 100% of the time is probably not the best thing for a company's culture and what executives are trying to figure out at the moment is what's the sweet spot how many times in a week do you need to be in the office how many times can you work from home while still maintaining productivity efficiency and maintaining the company culture as well there's, there's got to be a balance somewhere in the middle there. It's something that we've all gone through to, I guess, over-index on the other side of it and hopefully we all kind of land in the middle somewhere and, and do something that's effective. To round things out in this conversation, guys, I might go to each of you just to kind of make a comment on around like what you see the future holds for all of you or the partnership and also what some companies can do to, you know, be able to go into 2021 with new perspective and be successful. Kim, did you want to kind of start things off? 
Yeah, it's a really good question because I think, you know, six months ago, uh, we were living in such an uncertain time that it was very difficult to look beyond, you know, the month that was in front of you, let alone the 12 months and beyond. I think there's a real sense of optimism across the medtech space, which is obviously, you know, for us, really fantastic to hear. But as I think we're starting to see the health tech space that is starting to emerge as a result of COVID and how it's being accelerated, you know, for us is perhaps even more exciting. You know, I think if you look back at the last six months, um, some of the big success stories have, have primarily been those digital health organizations or the health tech companies. I think Teledoc's acquisition of Livongo for 18 billion mm. is obviously significant. So if that's not an indicator that there's going to be some big changes, I'm not sure what is. Um, so certainly from the landscape perspective, you know, we're really excited excited to see further technology be introduced that will improve how hospitals run, but ultimately how patients get better outcomes. But then I guess from our perspective, for us, really, the goal is to ensure that we are very much the go-to organizations for health tech companies that are looking to establish themselves and scale across Australia's New Zealand market by offering that level of insight and expertise from both the medical device side of the equation and then also from the health tech side of the equation as well. Yeah, cool. And so from the health tech side of the equation, from your perspective what's on the horizon Kim and James for me just closing out and I think this is more kind of the partnership and I guess we see the kind of medtech and latitude and 1MD look for me the biggest thing is bread and butter is to kind of build out teams right you know from doctors when they're doing a startup and they're like Christ you know we need to build out a product team what does that look like what do I need what's a UX person I don't know what that is so I guess where I get excited is being able to build out those foundational product teams so you know turning you know what would be a health tech but have that technology bent to it I think the biggest thing as well where I think it will really help accelerate these kind of up-and-coming mid-tech startups is really the commercial piece. I think, you know, both Paul and Kim come from enterprise background. Their network is absolutely phenomenal. Like um, Paul mentioned, the, the event that they had with all the execs in there was just, you know, mind-blowing. And I just think, you know, if we can help and really kind of work with certain mid-tech clients, you know, yes, we can help them grow from a headcount brand point of view, but in my head, I feel like we can really help them accelerate commercially as well. And I think that is the secret sauce <laughs> yeah and I'll, I'll just add to that secret sauce we're working with people that are really excited to get into healthcare and into digital so working with people like that at that level who have disrupted their own domain industries to be able to step in and, and take that healthcare space to that next level is really exciting for a lot of our candidates so I'm seeing a lot of interest from people heading up big retail organisations wanting to step into healthcare or looking for that sort of startup opportunity you know because they want to learn something completely new um, and they want to actually add a lot of value and improve patient outcomes, improve that sort of interaction for a patient or, you know, an individual online, you know, that whole online healthcare experience is very fragmented still. So I think there's um, um, heaps to do in that space. A lot of our execs know how to actually transform an organisation and that's something that we can bring to the table for these larger organisations that are really looking for complete disruptors or innovators that can actually change and do it in pace and cadence that an enterprise like a J&J or a striker might wish to take on. And Paul, anything else to add? Yeah, I think from my perspective, I think the one thing that we all in this room focus on on a daily basis is the people. And I think that that's going to be critical moving forward as well, because I think that I was as an ex-hiring manager, nothing pleased me more to see, you know, a young rookie come through, give them a crack, train them, help them progress and then see them win awards. And I think that with the changes that we've all mentioned today around, you know, what the future of a sales rep may look like or partnership between and the convergence between health and tech, I think one thing's for certain is... We're going to have to really help 
our people progress and keep up to speed. You know, we've got a lot of people in the market that um, are talking at the moment around digital literacy, especially in the healthcare sector. With healthcare not, you know, it's not embraced tech yet and we're going to get there. But what we've got is we've got a group of healthcare people that need to become digitally literate so that they can stay up to speed with the market, with the new technologies that are coming through and with a strategic direction that a lot of these commercial organizations are going to go down. And I think that we can really enable that from a people perspective. No, and that's really important. I think there'll be a lot checking out this show, either you know working within the industry or wanting to establish themselves in the industry and needing to know how to make a difference, but also from an exec point of view in building their business and, and resourcing it appropriately. So it'd be definitely worth having a conversation with you guys to be able to do that. I'll put the contact details for 1MD and Latitude IT in the show notes of this episode and any other resources that we talked about in the conversation. Thank you everybody for joining Alison, James, Kim and Paul. It's crazy to be able to do it you know, all in the one room and not have you on the boxes on the screen it feels like my old community radio days so um, there you go thank you so much for your time thank you thanks, thanks peter thanks. appreciate it thanks for listening to talking health tech my name is peter birch make sure you go check out our website for all our resources including this podcast and the largest directory of technology solutions available to australian healthcare practitioners today until next time i'm out of here